The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You are listening to Rewritten with Cynthia Ocelli. Our topic today, processing a very big year. Hello, everybody. Every year, I send a process out to my community that involves wrapping up the current year, getting all of the wisdom, all of the lessons, all of the good things, all of the improvements out of it, understanding where we may have went wrong, missed the mark, gathering the wisdom, and letting the past go consciously determining what serves you, what you'd be better off without, what you'd like to change. And from there, we then, taking only the good, only the gold with us, look forward into the rest of our lives, including the next day, week, month, and year. We don't do resolutions because resolutions are notorious for failing, and it's just hard on us. We don't need to put ourselves through what will, in all likelihood, 96% likelihood, fail, right? And in my work for all of these years, I've really come to know that when we have a clear and defined and compelling vision of our best selves in our best lives, that vision has more magnetic power than any uh, drunken, knee-jerk, clutched resolution. So I, I intend to come every year and do this show where we just dive right into getting the good, getting the gold out of the departing year. And this year, I think I'm going to do something a little bit different. I want to do the process. I want to do some of it live on Instagram with uh, you. I want to get your feedback. I want to sort of share some of the things that are personal to me this year and give some real-time examples of what it looks like to kindly, carefully, compassionately work with ourselves, coach ourselves through things that might have, you know, not been our best. And to also really practice that self-affirming, growth-creating, sort of internal companionship, if you will, that helps us grow and become more ourselves. And I think I read yesterday, 
that this year's word of the year in the Webster's Dictionary or on their site is authentic. And I couldn't agree more. I think that there's so much upset, unrest, chaos, and false inauthenticity in the world that now more than ever, the thing the world needs most, the thing that has the most promise to help us create better lives, better communities, and a better world are to really be in our authentic truth. Because when we're in our authentic truth, and let me just unpack that a little bit, what does it mean not to be in your authentic truth? It means to embody a persona that was created by your magical, genius, adaptive, young being who realized that when I do certain things, I get approval. When I do other things, I get disapproval. When I appear this way, people treat me in a way that helps me not feel insecure, embarrassed, judged, criticized. So we create this persona that is pleasing to those we care about and helps us navigate our world in a way that is moment to moment easier. But the price is exorbitant because what we miss then, what we hide, what we don't develop, what we don't get to share and what we do not get seen as is our whole true selves. And the journey into authenticity is one of the most valuable works you could ever take on. And it's valuable in in every measure. I know it's good for your health. I know it's good for your psyche and your mind. I also know it's good for the planet. Because when you are in your authentic self, you are no longer repressing parts of you, cutting off, severing parts of you to be pleasing, and thereby dividing yourself having this sort of civil war, this two-minded, this is acceptable, this is not, this is good, this is not. These are my strengths and these other things shouldn't be seen. I should be embarrassed about them. Moving through the world in this internal division, in this civil war, keeps us weak, stops us from coming here and giving all that we can give to ourselves, to our communities, to our life purpose. So becoming authentic, reclaiming your wholeness, which is the name of my course. And yes, it's coming. My baby and I, this is important to me, so good things take time. Reclaiming that, reclaiming your essential nature and making peace with every aspect of you understanding that, yes, we all, all of us have the capacity for great good, great bad, wonderful things that we would be so proud of and other things that we would rather, you know, avoid. 
integrating them doesn't mean that you walk around doing whatever crosses your mind and whatever you feel like. It means that you love and accept all of yourself totally and completely. Even the parts that say nasty things, get upset, miss the mark. And the idea is that your best self, your wise adult self, your reasoned mind that is present, grounded, and centered is the driver in your life. But everybody else is allowed and included. Every other aspect of yourself is allowed and included. And it's the surrendering of the false persona. And there I have seen the most miraculous transformations. I've watched people create art that wouldn't have been pleasing to their family of origin, but are incredible contributions that bring emotion and transformation to the minds of others. So as I'm approaching this end of the year, this uh, end of 2023, a very big year in so many ways, I don't know, obviously I can't, I can't know this, it just is a sense for me. We've all gone through a tremendous amount personally this year, and 100% the world has gone through a tremendous amount on all fronts from wars, climate change, unrest, division, our politics in the United States, we are polarized, progressively more polarized and polarized and polarized. And I'm seeing people not be able to have friendships and relationships with people on the other, on whatever the other party is. Um, I really understand the intensity fueling all of these challenges. And I do not have an axe to grind, a position that I get to come out and say, well, this is right, because I know. What I know is that peace is better. Inclusiveness for all beings is better. And these broad ideas of love and care, safety for all people mean more to me than anything. And I can align on that with anyone who is in that space. And that to me is wholeness because this idea that we are divided and separate is is like the cells in our body. They're divided and separate, right? But they make up. They're all part of the whole. We are as well. And as we become more caring for the whole, the whole is benefited. And that seems to be really far away right now. And so for me, I'm a big proponent of controlling what you can, influencing what you can, and surrendering what you can't. Because really, 
what else are you going to do? Are you going to, as many of you are, some of my clients are, get so swept away in media and upsetting news reports, writings, opinions, arguments, disagreements with friends and family and strangers and social media? Would you rather do that and become a casualty of the very things you're upset about? Or would you like instead to have some sort of positive impact on the thing you care about? Figure out what that is. Activism, letter writing, volunteering time, donating. There's a, there are so many things you can do to get involved to advance positive outcomes for the things that you care about. And then, right where you are, make your life, the lives of others, the lives in your community, better. Imagine if a critical mass of us did that instead of being imprisoned by the acidic, nasty, fear-based news that isn't going to stop, that is there for you the moment you open your eyes and grab your phone until the moment you close your eyes and your phone, you know, slides down beside you in bed. We have to change the way that we live. If we want to see change in the world, and I know there's a beautiful quote, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. I don't want to take you out into some aspirational, inspirational, motivational talk. I want to keep you granular and home inside your body and being and inspire you to make it just a little better for yourself today. And what I know, and this is reflected in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, is that when you're grounded, centered, safe, when your needs, your base needs are met and you feel rested enough. And that, that's the bottom of my coaching pyramid, the wide base at the bottom. You're eating to live, you're moving regularly, you're sleeping enough, and you're tending to your inner garden, aka tending to your mindset. From there, self-actualization is possible. From there, becoming who your soul came here to be and making the impact in the world that you came to make, that becomes possible. And that's an area that I actually have some influence over. That's an area that for years now, for two decades, I have witnessed transformation in myself, in my family, in my community, with my friends, with my clients. And that is accessible for you. And right now, as the year winds down, I want to call your attention back to that. And I want you to know that even while all of these catastrophic things are happening in the world, It is still important for you to nurture yourself, invest in yourself, grow yourself, evolve yourself, 
and become better. For your sake and ours. And doing that doesn't mean that you are not loyal or sympathetic or devout enough in your care for the things that you care about. I would actually argue that in you maintaining yourself and becoming better, you are ensuring that the things you care about continue to be honored. I often feel this way when a loved one is lost. Of course, grief is natural, and we experience it, but there's a tendency sometimes that a person feels guilty for laughing when there's something, when there's the ability to laugh, for celebrating when there's an opportunity and the internal ability to do it. There's a guilt for not suffering enough, and that's quite misplaced. Contribute good to anything, everything, anywhere, anytime you can. We need that. And we need it more and more. So I was writing my course today. I was thinking about psychological distortions and all of the ways that the overwhelming majority of us have learned to think that sabotage our well-being. There are so many things that we do that are normal and common and other people, we don't even have to explain what we're doing. They'll agree with us. And these are things like filtering for the negative, uh, being polarized, having all or nothing thinking, Uh, discounting the positive. You do something wonderful. And at one point in your life, like 10 years ago or five years ago, if I'd have shown you, look at you, look at you doing this, you'd have said, oh my God, that's extraordinary. I would love it if I could be able to do that. And then here today you do it and you make a bunch of excuses. You discount the positive. Uh, You know, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I got lucky that day. Uh, Nobody did this. This didn't happen that way. So I got an opportunity and then all these things happened. So they didn't really get to see how bad it was, but I was, you know, and you start discounting the positive. Uh, We catastrophize. We sit and a, a situation comes before us and it could go any direction. It could be miraculous. And we are sitting there painting pictures in our imagination and drawing on the ethers the vision of how bad it's going to get, how much trouble's coming, how how badly it's going to go wrong. And most of that stuff doesn't happen, by the way. Or spotlighting, moving through the world. I actually like to call it microscoping because spotlighting sounds like, you know, maybe we're moving through the world with an audience and they like us. That's not how we do it. We move through the world under a microscope. (gasps) They're looking at me. What are they thinking about me? I know they're thinking this. I know they saw that. Oh, I sounded so stupid. Oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I just can't stand. Why do I always? Oh, because we are the center of the microscopic universe and every critical eye in the world has a thing of monster glue and has glued their eyeball to you. Then labeling, writing things off, being closed-minded, having a fixed mindset, psychic thinking when it's 
you know, I know it's going to happen. I just know it. Or something told me it's going to happen and there's really no basis for it and it's disserving to you. All of these cognitive distortions come together and they paint and create our future. And so this is a huge aspect of the course I'm creating because I really want to identify, give examples, and then key my class, my group into their awareness so that they can start changing this uh, thinking. Because the world has everything in it, everything. And you will confirm your biases. So whatever you're taking on the road with you is uh, yes. The universe says yes. So everybody's angry. Yes. Everybody's out to get me. Yes. Everybody's an alcoholic who is terrible to their people. You're going to find more of them than I will. Versus the universe is on my side. I'm growing. I'm capable. This is going to work out. What's the best that could happen? I know that things can feel really heavy, but I want you to take a minute to recognize that what's happening in your life, your assessment of it, is shaped and created by your thinking about it. Objectively, has nothing, no power over you. There are things happening in the world right now that are level 100 upsetting to some people and not upsetting at all to others. That is because of their views and beliefs and the way they frame and perceive. So in your life, if you are moving through the world, taking everything personally, filtering everything for the negative, discounting the positive, using all or nothing thinking, catastrophizing, blaming, telling yourself a story. And you know, this is rewritten. We're here to rewrite the stories. This is, this is the metrics. These are like the mechanics of editing and rewriting the story. So I bring this up now because as we reflect on this year, the way you will perceive it is going to come through your filters. So if there's something that is automatically negative to you, I just want to invite you to ask yourself, is there any other way to look at it? If you had more altitude over time and space, if you felt a little more positive, if you had to snap everything into the framework of this happened for me instead of to me, what would you come up with? As you go through your day today, as you go through your week, your life, the end of the year, the beginning of next year, it's time to start thinking about how you naturally perceive the events going on around you. How, what your first impressions are. How do you respond when you see someone? Are you someone who looks and goes, oh my God, that dress, her shoes. Oh, she has a spot on her shirt. 
um, wow, she should wash that car. Are you critical and judgmental? Are you curious? Do you, I might look at that same person and I do this all the time and I have such a blast out in the world, people watching and my secret agent introvert self. I'm fascinated. I am fascinated by the idea that this person put that on because that's something that made them happy. They liked that. I just want to be open. I want to be curious. And for me, I'm always thinking that there's some great, wonderful reason. And yes, I could probably take that too far myself because I'm the one who just knows that these people have, you know, the most amazing thing going on. And so the other stuff falls by the wayside. And that's my experience. I'm projecting. And we're all going to do that. We're not going to just be blank, neutral, no projection. That's a nice thing to aspire to. Probably not going to happen. I want to choose then to be interpreting things with the things I want more of in my life. Possibility, magic, inspiration, joy. I'm always thinking that, you know, somebody's up to the most amazing thing. And I just, I'm curious. I want to get inside their head to know what makes them tick, what makes them smile. And it is a much happier way to move through the world. So this year, I'll be sending out the gold list soon. I am working on it just a little bit. It's got a little workbook with audio links. You give yourself a good eight weeks, maybe even 10 weeks. I like to finish my gold list by the Lunar New Year. And in 2024, that is going to be February 10th. So that's great because here we are in November, starting to reflect, starting to gather the gold, starting to really look back on this year. You do that through, through December and make peace with the year, really get everything out of it and then unload it, get free, get spacious, get centered and ready to move forward. Not because of the date on the calendar, but because you've restored yourself, not because you're frazzled in dealing with holiday pressure, but because you've had time to love on yourself and to respect what's going in this year. Then you'll get through January and toward the middle end of January, catching the vision for the next chapter in your life and becoming very clear about your intentions and very clear about what you'd like more of in your life and what you're finished with. You'll be ready to have a real New Year celebration on uh, February 10th. So these process, the gold list will go out, the processes will go out in about a week or so. You can get on my list, CynthiaOcelli.com, and you will receive it. You, I will also give the dates for when I'm going to go on Instagram live and share a process, some of the processes with you. And I would love for you to reach out to me and give me any insight you have, any questions you have, anything you'd like me to dive into more that will help you make peace and process the departing year and or create the next best year of your life. So I'm looking over it and I'm starting to reflect. And 
the exercise starts very broadly. You know, what kind of year was 2023 for you? Sitting with that question and pondering it for days will bring you riches, the things that we can get real gold out of for you to take with you as you move forward. And so don't just write it off as a tough year, long year, hard year, bad year, good year. Explain it. What kind of year has this been for you? How have you felt? How are you doing? Would you like to live this year over again? Are you happy it's going? What did you do really well this year? And for those of us who discount our positive actions, that's a question for you not to gloss over. What did you do really well this year? Spend the time to answer that question and let it sort of plant the seed inside of you. That's what I want this show to do today. Plant the seeds of how to begin processing this year in a way that's supportive and nurturing for you. What did you do really well this year? And then, and this is always the one that people can answer faster, and and I want us to work on these thought distortions so that that changes. But what would you wish or like to have done better? This is not an opportunity to chastise yourself. This is an opportunity to ask a question, give yourself an honest, loving, non-judgmental answer that we will use in the future so that the next time similar situations come up, you incorporate that wisdom and you do do better. And another question for you to reflect on. I'm only going to give you two more. What choices or behaviors really enriched your well-being? What did you do this year that made you emotionally more calm, centered, grounded, well? What was good for you physically? What was good for you financially? And in your love relationships and your friendships, what was good for your sense of worth? Now, inevitably, when we ask these questions, a lot of information comes. That's the beauty of the computer you hold between your ears. Ask it, and it will answer. And it will answer in the moment, or it may take time. But it will answer and answer and answer or answer. That's why we have to ask really good questions. Unfortunately, it's also going to give you, because of our well-practiced thought distortions, all kinds of things that didn't enhance your well-being. Great. The fifth question, what choices and behaviors were toxic or destructive? Just drop those down there and keep coming back to the fourth question. What choices or behavior enriched my well-being this year? Oh, that wasn't a good one. Okay, put that down there on toxic or destructive or unwanted so that you can keep coming back to this question because the answers to these questions are gold. The answers to these questions are frameworks, laws that you can take 
and make law in your life so that instead of your day being a day where you get up in the morning and your telephone tells you what to do by email, by alarm, by text messages, by everybody else's input into your sovereign being, that you could get up and instead revisit, oh, these are the things that enrich my well-being. These are the things that make me feel emotionally more solid. So I feel better every moment of my life. These are the things that make me feel physically more robust and vibrant so that this vessel gets me everywhere I want to go. These are the things that help me financially so that I have less emotional pressure and more freedom, more experiences that I desire. These are the things I know support my relationships so that I have more love and connection and intimacy. These are the things that help me feel good about myself. They improve my self-image. I do a lot of them because when I feel good, everything else is better in my life. I know we're always looking for the next, you know, cool self-help concept, book, approach, effect. I've done this a really long time. Kissed all the frogs. Not a lot of princes out there. I have yet to find anything more valuable than the work of curating your life to support your well-being. If you are really doing that, you're going to have a better life. So you curate your life, you curate your thinking, so that your thinking produces thoughts and desires and impulses that lead you to things that bring you greater well-being. I used to have a show called Self-Centered, and everybody was like, oh my God, I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be like that. That was the point. It's not about being selfish. It's about centering inside, on yourself, on your well-being, so that you show up as the best you you can. And so that when life does what life does, which have, is have ups and downs, you are fit and you can weather it. You can make it through the challenging times and rise again into the sunlight and enjoy your life. So that's kind of what I wanted to share with you this week. It's just the very beginning. Get on my list. Go to CynthiaOcelli.com. You can sign up for anything that I have. The gold list goes to everybody in my community. And I invite you to do it with me. To take your time. To do a little at a time. This is not like some, you're not going to get a certificate of completion and a gold star and a cookie from me. But what you are going to get is if you invest in this, you will get out returns that are exponentially greater and they will last and they will carry you through and change the direction of your life. 
having done this for I think 17 years now, this process helps me identify what I don't want to repeat anymore. Helps me see who and what actually not good for me. And with that awareness, I can calmly and consciously and intentionally make changes in my life. Changes that last more than any resolution ever has a chance to. Whatever your goals are, and you know, they're going to be in like four rough areas, right? Health, relationships, career, money. Okay. We can put spirituality and other things, but I'm talking about the four areas that we occupy our days and minds with. Every single area will be greatly improved by you getting clear and reconciling, balancing out this year and being really clear about your vision for next year. And bit by bit, year by year, you can take your life to places that if I showed it to you five years ago, you'd say, oh no, that's impossible. Like that would never happen. You are so powerful. There is so much possibility for you. The caliber of your thinking and your moment-to-moment day-to-day choices. The image that you hold of yourself and what's possible for you. That's what's controlling. That's what's creating your future. And that is changeable. But if you don't take the time to invest in yourself, it will continue to run by default, programmed by the world, first your family of origin, your culture, your society, your community, and then with whatever else happens to get in and stick. You're way too precious, way too valuable. And we're not going to do that this year. We're not going to do that anymore. So I'm excited to do this with you. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that you are working away on those questions, letting them bounce around and ruminate in your mind. This is a one type of good rumination. Rumination is not a very positive, healthy thing in all cases, other than when you are intending to think about something deeply beneficial. What kind of year was 2023 for you? What did you do really well? What would you like to have done better? And what choices, behaviors enriched your well-being? And which ones were toxic or destructive? That's your work. That's your homework, your heart work for this week. And I shall see you soon. Please join me in completing this process at CynthiaOcelli.com. Have a beautiful, beautiful week.
We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Karen Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tollison. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.